You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, so let's get started with Kyle from Madison. Hey, Kyle from Madison. What's up? You know, football is so... Man, it's it's such a cruel mistress. Because, you know, if you could see all the different universe paths, the, the way different things in the game change the multiverse... I mean, that spot we got in the first quarter. It was a killer. Man, talk about a fork in the road. Because if they just give us that spot, I mean, it would have been a real hard review to win maybe. But, damn, sure, just objectively, sure, it looked like he got that thing, didn't it? Yeah. That would have changed everything in that game. And that just didn't happen today. Kind of, uh, yeah, I don't like the multiverse ran. But, and I do think, I could, you know, I do think, the the lights got a little bright in that for fourth quarter for pretty much everybody on the team. Sure. Um, that's a lot of pressure and that's a hard environment and in the rain and stuff. And I think, uh, I think they're going to come out next year strong though. I mean, I'm thinking about love tonight, you know, I could, you know, I saw him pumping himself up and I was just thinking to myself, man, whatever this kid does tonight, I'm going to, I'm cool with it. Like, I hope he leads us down there. I remember thinking to myself, this is a tall ask tonight. Get us down there for some reason. just felt like it. But I, I think you give that kid an off season. I mean, Jordan Love so far seems like a kind of guy that attacks his weaknesses. Because I mean, remember going through the PFF grades this year. I mean, he just attacks his his deficiencies, it seems like. Yeah. In the days off, or you know, the, the non-game days, and he really improved so many of those stats dramatically this year. I've got to think some of his game management down the stretch um, that left some things to be desired. I would think, you know, he's he's going to be hitting the film, and I would like to think uh, that Love will come back a better player even next year. So, disappointing day, but uh, 
even in within the few hours after the game now, some of the disappointment is I am still excited for this team. Like, I really am. Yeah, I mean, that sucked. That was, we collapsed and we let them slime their way through that. But suddenly the 49ers feel like a team maybe in going, even they're moving on, they might be going in a different direction than us. I, I don't, we'll see. That's a lot of sustained almost success for a team to have without it just unexpectedly one day stopping. And they might have got us this, this year, man, but uh, I think the Packers are going to be, and we'll be seeing them in the post, deep in the postseason, uh, you know, going forward. So um, there is some exciting stuff going on in this team as well, even on a day as disappointing as this. So go back, go. Yeah, and, you know, not to completely make excuses about the weather, but, you know, it wasn't just Jordan Love that looked a little off. Brock Purdy had one of his worst games that we've seen. You know, I I haven't looked at it, but I have to assume it was one of his worst games also. It wasn't just Savage that dropped picks. You saw George Kittle out there dropping passes, which is a really rare thing. I mean, the 49ers did not look like peak 49ers, just like the Packers did not look like peak Packers. And so, you know... It's not all, you know, and then you talk about missed kicks and stuff. Well, still, I mean, the weather is a major factor in all these things. And I know theirs was blocked, but, you know, it was one each. And it really just, in my opinion, came down to the more experienced team was able to better capitalize on the limited amount of um, opportunities. And Jordan Love even talked to that, you know, what, what was your biggest takeaway? And it's, it was something to that effect. I forget the terminology he used, but you know, how important every single snap is and every little thing is in that, you know, that's playoff football and it's new to Jordan and it's new to everybody. You know, I mean, I know that there were a lot of things, but just like you were talking about how, how each one little thing could have changed everything. The spot could have changed everything. You know, the drop by Savage, the miss by Anders, the two picks by Jordan. I know one of them was like a tip, but still it was a tip because it was a, a an errant pass. And there were other errant passes as well. I mean, it's just, you know, just the understanding that one mistake can cost you everything. And winning this game is going to be the team that makes the least mistakes. And I think that was the 49ers. And I think that that's the reason ultimately that they won. It wasn't because they were the elite team and we were terrible. I think the weather, you know, caused both teams to to struggle a little bit. And it just came down to, you know, when you get an opportunity, you got to capitalize. And I think the 49ers did it and the Packers didn't. It's a learning experience. Hey Ryan, uh, Jason here from Vancouver. So, uh, I'm not sure if you're gonna get this uh, voicemail or not because I know that you're probably flooded with phone calls this week and tonight. Um, but wow, man, this team just—you know—they they they pushed me right to the brink tonight because you know going up against Dallas, I thought, well, you know, keep it close, a good sign for the future. You know, it blew them out. Tonight, they had a chance to win that game. Multiple chances. Fourth and one. Dropped the interception. Missed field goal. Missing Jones on that open pass. There's four chances to win that game right there. Mm-hmm. And somehow they drop it to the f***ing 49ers who played like absolute garbage. Uh, they played absolutely f- And there's going to be fans in San Fran that are saying, Yeah, you know, we're going. We're the f***ing team. Sorry, I'm just worrying. Um... Green Bay, once again, proves with a better team that deserves a shot at the Super Bowl, and they don't get it. How many f***ing years... Sorry, sorry, sorry. How many years is this going to go on for? 
how many years? How many years can we keep doing this? You know, I, I know you like the draft and you appreciate the build and all that stuff, but to push us again to that breaking point, to push the fan base to the breaking point again, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is, are we cursed? Is, is there a curse on this team? Does it matter if we're up, like, could we be up, like, the, the Falcons against the Patriots, be up 28-3 to and we'll still drop the game? Possibly. You know, I think that's a possibility for this team because there's no solution. You know, and I know we're going to be better next year or whatever, but how much better are we going to be? Like, everyone else is better too, you know. Aaron Jones is a year older next year. Oh, man, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I hate to leave this depressing voicemail, but uh, I appreciate all of you, you Brian. I uh, appreciate this podcast very much. Keeps me going. Keeps me still, you know, here in the off season and all that stuff. So, um Anyways, I'll let you get on to your next call, but, uh, yeah. Go Pack Go, I guess. Just keep saying it till I'm getting cold. Well, I appreciate the call, and I do understand the, you know, obvious level of um, just, you know, being upset. I, I do want to say, while I, while I, you know, again, take as much time as you need to be upset, before we go too deep into the woe is me mentality. You mentioned that the Packers might be cursed. Now, I've already talked about, you know, statistically, you know, a, 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 there, there's what, 14 teams that go to the playoffs. So if you're a team that goes to the playoffs every year for 14 years, on average, how many times should you win in 14 years? Once. If you're just looking at any team ever, on average, you should win a Super Bowl once every, what, 32 years. So, you know, if you look at the last, how what whatever, in 15 years we've gone maybe 10 times and we've won once. That tracks. That actually kind of checks out. But even aside from that, if we're going to say that the Packers are cursed because they go to the playoffs most of the time and usually don't win a Super Bowl when they go, which is, I mean, as expected. I mean, uh, the only the only part of that that's surprising is the fact that they usually go. But if that's the standard, which teams are not cursed? Are the Bills not cursed? I think the Bills are cursed. The Dolphins are cursed. The Jets are definitely cursed. Uh, The Texans are cursed. I mean, do you remember when they finally went from being a garbage team? They got a good quarterback, and the guy ended up in serious legal problems, and then, you know, they're garbage head coach slash GM traded away all their talent, and then they went into the depths of hell. I mean, maybe they're turning it around, but look, here they are, back again, and they fall apart in in the postseason. Maybe they're cursed. Are the Colts cursed? Probably. I don't know. Um, I mean, they had Manning, which was pretty cool. How many times did they win with Manning? Once. And then they had Andrew Luck, and then he retired, and now they just suck, so that seems like a curse. Jacksonville Jaguars certainly seem to be cursed. Tennessee Titans would be cursed. Baltimore... I would probably say is cursed. Um, Cleveland, no doubt, is cursed. Pittsburgh is cursed. They they have an unusual curse where they have a winning record every year, but somehow seem to suck every year. Um, Cincinnati Bengals are definitely cursed. Uh, the Denver Broncos are cursed. The Raiders are cursed. The Chargers are definitely cursed. The Cowboys are definitely cursed. Um, the Eagles probably are cursed. The Giants are cursed. The Commanders are cursed. Um, the Saints are cursed, the Falcons are cursed, the Panthers are cursed, the Lions are cursed, the Packers are cursed, the Bears are cursed, the Vikings are cursed, the 49ers are cursed, uh, the Seahawks are cursed, and the Cardinals are cursed. And the only reason I skipped a couple teams 
like the Rams is because they they did win one. But even by the, the Packers standard of win one every 10 times you go to the playoffs or something, I mean, they would still be cursed. Tampa would probably still be cursed. Um, I mean, the only teams I think that don't have some kind of a curse would be the Patriots and the Chiefs. And unfortunately for the Patriots, their curse just started. And it honestly seems to me as though curse is just a synonym for not one of the unbelievably rare dynasties that not only is dominant every year, but goes to the Super Bowl with regularity, which has only happened a handful of times in NFL history. So again, I completely understand being distraught and upset and the fact that we had it in our hands and it fell apart, which by the way, you mentioned before, like how many times we have to see that we haven't been the better team in a while. We were not the better team the last time we played the 49ers. We were not the better team the last time we played Tampa, the time before that against the 49ers. I mean, we, we, I, I don't know. I mean, you could say we were the better team in terms of like going into that game, but during the game, not the better team. So I, I prefer this quote unquote curse because it was difficult watching the Packers be the most elite regular season team and go into the postseason and just not be able to compete and not be good enough to uh, uh, compete from the guy across from you because it's like, how do you fix that? If you're just going to fall apart so that you're not good enough, this team is good enough and they're going to keep getting better. Now, I can't promise you that we're going to the Super Bowl anytime soon. I can't promise you that Jordan will ever see a Super Bowl in his entire life. I mean, again, just from a statistical standpoint, let's say he plays 14 years and let's say he goes to the playoffs every single year of those 14 years. Both of those, by the way, are unlikely. 14 years would have him playing until he's 40. And going to the playoffs every single year is shockingly unlikely. In that instance, you would expect to win a Super Bowl one time, on average. Considering it's unlikely that we see uh, 14 playoff appearances, I just, I can't promise you there's a Super Bowl win in the future. So that's when I just come back to like, it's crushing and it sucks and it's painful, but we've got to be able to enjoy football beyond just, I want Super Bowls. Enjoy the regular season, enjoy the games, enjoy the highlights, enjoy the off season. And, you know, we got to enjoy each season for what it is. And I think this was an enjoyable season. And we can't reflect on the season as a as an overall negative and a, you know, curse because it ended with us not being the number one team out of 32, because that's going to be almost every year. That would be my only um, suggestion, I guess, in terms of, again, there's, there's morning and then there's I think we're taking it a little bit too far. So let's not go off the runway. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? What's up, man? Uh, Let's call him back, man, to just uh, shine back in on what I said earlier, man. Man, that one kind of strong, man. These 49ers, man. Every time, yeah, and that I'm makes just it thinking worse. about the field goal. I don't want to. I don't want to go there. But damn, dude, you gotta make this field goal. You burnt us at these wrong. I remember when we were saying. I remember when you were saying, Ryan, that endless caution was gonna cost us a game <laughs> yeah. somewhere throughout the season. Yep. I kind of wish it was throughout the season and not right now, but. Yeah. It happened. So we can still be playing football right now. It'd be 24-24 right now. It's all good, man. I'm proud of this team, man. Boy, about a year, Joy Love threw that pick. 
he was trying to make something happen. He might have should have just throw it away to live about another down, but I'm not going to kill him for that. Yeah. That man has proven that he is the future of this franchise. We got our quarterback. It ain't no question, no doubt sure. about it, bro. Look, oh, I'm watching the highlights and I'm watching the floor talk to love. And love was trying to make a play. He was trying to find Watson. Oh my God. It hurt a little bit. But I remember the, the podcast and you said, yeah, we gonna, we gonna have, we, 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 we probably gonna call in and talk shit. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot of people come in and talk trash about Anders Carson. I, I kinda wanted to, but I ain't gonna do it, man. But I will say we need to get another kicker. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we overachieved. It was a great season. It is what it is. We ain't get blown out like everybody thought we were going to sit up here and get blown out. You know what I'm saying? So, good season, man. I love this team, bro. I love this team with everything in my heart and soul, man. I've been, I've been rooting for this team since I was 12. I love the team, man. The future is bright. Go pay go. And I'll talk to y'all later, man. Damn. Well, you're right. And and let me say this. As the um, resident captain of the anti-Carlson club earlier in the preseason, because you're right, I, that is what I said. As bad as he was in this preseason, I said it's impossible he doesn't cost us a game. Impossible. And I, I would guess he cost us multiple games. I, I don't know, but if you look back over the, the missed kicks, I'm sure you could... Certainly add them up. But here's what I'll say as, you know, conductor. I think he exceeded my expectations. In fact, I know he exceeded my expectations. He was significantly better in the regular season than he was in the preseason. Beyond that, if, if, the, if you made a list of people to blame for this game, Anders Carlson is, I mean, I know he's not top two. I would say he's not... It's first of all, Jordan Love cost us more points than three. He threw two picks and he missed a bunch of other passes. A hundred percent that cost us more than three points. Darnell Savage cost us at least six points, probably seven, and potentially more if the 49ers did end up scoring on that drive. I don't know if they did or not. That's double just from one one dropped pass. We had what, Keyshawn Nixon with another dropped interception? I don't know how many points that accounts for, but it's gotta be it's gotta be in that range. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a one of those weird things where it's like, did he cost us the game? Yes. Did he cost us the game, though? No. Maybe another way to say it is, did he cost us the game? Yes. Did he cost us the game? No. I mean, look, we, we, can, we can look at so many different individuals all the way across the offensive line, different situations where, man, you know, if you could have held your block and not got blown up there, Jordan could have taken a second and seen a guy wide open down the field. Or, you know, if, if Jordan would have just thrown that a little bit better, that ball doesn't get tipped in the air and picked. You know, if, if any number of defensive players could just make a tackle that's sitting right in front of you. I mean, how many missed tackles do you think it would have taken to account for those three points? Probably not many, man. How many of them were, were third down conversions? How many of them were the result of, of picking up, you know, just enough yards so that the next time they could pick up an easy first down? Whereas if you just make that tackle, it would have been, a very long third down or whatever. There's, there's a ton of mistakes in this game. Now, and as far as finding a new kicker, 
like I said, I'm all on board with bringing in competition, but I also completely understand and respect the Packers for the amount of uh, investment that they're willing to put in. Now, kicker's tough. Kicker's tough because you can bury an edge rusher. You can bury a defensive tackle. You can bury an offensive lineman down the depth chart. You're not carrying two kickers, so you can't develop a kicker. I mean, unless you, you know, unless you put them on the practice squad or something, which even that is very rare. And you're certainly not going to do that with the guy you draft. And I saw somebody had posted, if you look at um, Mason Crosby's first year field goal percentage and Anders Carlson's first year field goal percentage, Anders Carlson was like 10% higher. And as I said before, they've been patient with Mason multiple times. He was not very good when he first came into the league. He went through multiple slumps and the Packers stuck with him through all that and he always pulled through. So I'm not opposed to bringing in competition. I'm not opposed to, uh, you know, making sure that we have the best guy because it, it it is devastating to not have a kicker, which is also why I just, I don't disagree with drafting kickers. I just don't. I know everybody hates it, but it's like, it's, it's nobody thinks it's a critical position until you don't have one. And just because you can find success in undrafted free agency does not mean that it's optimal and that's where the best guys are. You can find corners in free agency. That doesn't mean you shouldn't draft them ever. But, I mean, look, I I guess that's where I stand. Anders Carlson was a scary draft pick because he was rough in college, and that made me nervous. And he looked even worse in uh, the preseason. But he did take tremendous strides, I think, as the season went on. Um, Not even as the season. I mean, as soon as the season started, he was better. Uh, But he still wasn't quite where you want him to be. I mean, it's not good enough. And so I think this is sort of a conversation worth picking up next year because we need to bring in competition. We'll see how Anders looks, if he looks a little bit better, if he's looking a little cleaner than he did last year. Um, and we'll see what other kickers get brought in. Maybe they bring in veteran kickers. Maybe they they pick up a uh, UDFA and a veteran and just let them all kick it out and have some major competition. Or maybe it's just a minor one where they get one guy um, – with the assumption that Andre is going to be the guy, unless this this random person we bring in is just a stud, which is really unlikely, and the whole thing is more or less a facade. I don't know, but you know, again, it's it's a conversation that we'll pick up when the time comes. But do I think that they're going to go all in and make sure that the, you know they're going to get some you know thirty eight year old veteran kicker just because we need something? I don't think so. I think they're they're embracing that this is a young team. They want a young developmental team. And uh, they're willing to go through the bumps and bruises to make sure that they can have this really good team for a long time and not have to cycle through, you know, old veterans when it's just not fully necessary. But anyways, why don't we go ahead and take our first break. Patreon.com forward slash back underscore daddies where you can support the podcast. Hit me up on Venmo, Packernet Podcast. Please subscribe on YouTube, Packernet Podcast. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan, Danny from California. Hey. I told you I'd lose my voice. Uh, I make promises I can keep. <laughs> Man, I am so proud of this team. Yeah, we lost at the end, but everything they said they would do, they didn't do. We went out there, and yeah, we lost the game. We dropped our two interceptions. They caught theirs. You know, that's, that's you know, wet out there. That's Unfortunately, that's what happened, right? But... I'm just so proud. You know, we missed, you know, two kicks and we had opportunity at the end and Jordan broke Tom Clement's rule, never throw late over the middle. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's something that happens and we've seen this team grow so far and I'm just so proud of everything that has happened. And I'm just really excited for the future and our draft picks and all the value that we have. So I'm just really happy this season, the way it turned out. I know it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but we, if we're honest with ourselves, we probably didn't expect it to last this long. So this is great. I'm just so happy. You know, even like, I just hope Jordan doesn't like it stuck on this because it's one of those things where people, sometimes people dwell, but he's made of the right stuff up, up top. So. That's all I got. I'm super excited. Go Pack Go. Yeah, and again, that goes back to the point of it's it's not just looking forward. You can also look back and be happy. You know, I mean, all things considered, um, things went about as well as you could have expected. I mean, I don't know what happened to Runyon. I don't know what happened to Myers. But I think Musgrave was about as good as I could have expected. Tucker Craft was about as good as I could have expected. Jordan Love exceeded expectations. Christian Watson did have a lot of injuries, but there was nothing other than that that was negative or got me to believe that he can't be the guy. Jaden Reed exceeded my expectations. Dontavian Wicks far exceeded my expectations. Uh, Rasheed Walker has exceeded my expectations. Zach Tom still has demonstrated he can be um, the guy. Of course, that's always a question when it's when it's new. When somebody's new and they're good, it's like, well, is it real or not? Well, we've got another year of observing and, and showing that he can be the guy. You know, again, I don't think he's David Bakhtiari, but he's solid. Now, I did list all offense. <laughs> Defense is a little more complicated. 
But the offense is what it was about. It was about evaluating the offense, and that's where everything has exceeded. And so, I mean, to be honest, as much as it's weird to think we need to invest and in, in figure out this defense, like we've been saying for years, and we want to do more offense, it's actually a great position to be in to, to reflect on this year and go, I don't know, man, I think our offense is pretty good. I'm just saying. Right. Hey. Sorry, man. I'm watching a lot of these, like, post-game shows, and, like, all they're showing is, like, how great Christian McCaffrey is. Like, no, that's not how that happened. If you actually watched the game, you would have seen that the reason that we lost is because our own damn kicker, Anders Carlson or Carl Anderson, whatever his name is, that piece of shit that we got to get rid of, couldn't do the job. We should have probably won, if I'm counting correctly, uh, 27-24. But they're putting the whole fucking thing on, like, Christian McCaffrey carried this team to a fucking victory. Last I seen, we did pretty good containing this sucker, right? I mean, come on now. Eh, there's no credit to the f***ing Packers, and there's no not going to be any, like, discredit toward that damn kicker. Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, oh we can't fiddle. we can't get rid of this kicker. After this game, yeah, now you have to say, you got to get rid of this kicker. This guy is a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. We got to get rid of him. Garbage, get rid of him. End of story. Whoever f***ing says that he should stay isn't really a Packer fan. I, 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 I can't understand how anybody can still stand for this guy. Like, come on, man. I can take that f***ing shit. Anyway, talk to you next week. Postseason kind of stuff. Love you. Peace. Well, I don't know. I, I mean... I am a little surprised. I, I know the frustration toward Carlson has a lot to do with how bad he's did, done prior to this. right? It's, it, it can't just be the one thing. It has to be an accumulation of things. But again, I, can't, I still can't get over... I mean, again, like what, what would be sort of the standard if we were to create a standard that, that we're talking about here? You said, after this game, you have to move on. Again, he cost us three points. I mean, I'm I'm going to be somewhat absurd here, but again, just trying to go based on that standard. Should we get rid of Jordan Love and Darnell Savage, and I mean maybe Savage and 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 you know, Nixon? I'm I'm going to keep blaming him because I don't know who actually dropped the other pick. I'm gonna I think it was him. I don't know. I mean, if we assume we can't get rid of everybody that makes mistakes, and we also assume that it's actually relatively normal to miss field goals occasionally. And that there is no guarantee, no matter who it is, Mason Crosby or otherwise, that you're going to make a field goal in critical situations. Now, are there better, you know, higher percentage field goal kickers? Yes. But that just comes back to the question of, is what we're seeing from Anders Carlson 100,000% all we're ever going to get from him? Because if that's the answer, then yeah, you're right. Nobody would defend that. Nobody would defend that this, what we have right now is good enough. The question is, do we trust the Packers to develop him into being a very, very good kicker so that we have a very good kicker in the future rather than getting some washed up guy who has a marginally better kick percentage just because we, you know, we're worried that Anders Carlson will not grow. So I, I guess I would just say that that's, that's the whole thing here. It, nobody is questioning whether he was good enough this year. The question is, is he the right answer 
for how to move forward with a kicker with a higher percentage. The Packers bet on Anders Carlson that they could develop him into a very good kicker. Now, maybe, maybe they've given up on that already. I don't know. They're the ones that have to determine whether or not he's hit his ceiling and he's this is as good as he's going to get, or if they're genuinely seeing the strides. I mean, we've seen them take swings on guys, you know, J.K. Scott and uh, uh, Corey Bajorquez. I mean, they've given up draft picks. They've they've drafted guys, and and they've realized that you know what, it's just it's just it's never going to get where we want it to be. So then they're going to move on, and maybe that's where they're at. So um, you know, again, if if what you're saying is we can't accept this level of play from a kicker, I think we all agree. But I don't want to discount the possibility that the Packers believe that there is still growth potential with Anders Carlson that they can and will tap into, and that the better kicker isn't necessarily a different kicker, it's the same kicker. Chris from Alabama. What's up, man? Hey. Hey, Connor. Things just a But you know what? It stings a little bit, but I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not mad. Classic dad. The only thing I'm kind of upset about, Anders. Come on, bro. A 41-yarder. You got to make that, bro. It's a playoff. It's a playoff. Oh, my God. We said all year, this man might cost us a game. Oh my God, I didn't think it was going to be a divisional round because if we make that field goal, we up 24 17. And they scored a touchdown and we're playing and we're in overtime. Oh my God, man, it hurts so bad. But the field goal kicker, he had to do a mega 41-yard field goal. We still playing football with a chance to win. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, I ain't calling back no more tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to go in on him. But the more I think about it, when I, I call in, the more I think about it, it's just like you bleepily bleep 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 bleep. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, man. Go pack go. It's go pack go, man. I've been here since '95. I ain't going nowhere. Go pack go, man. But God, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Cause we we had this win. Oh, it hurts so bad. Go, Pat, go, man. I'll talk to y'all later. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by later, he means in about uh, 20 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's painful. I don't know what else to say. It's It was a painful one, but I do hope you're doing better. I mean, this is still, it was Saturday at 11 o'clock, and Chris has obviously been, um, indulging in a couple beverages, which you know is probably not helping things too much. We're, we'll we'll find out how bad things get as he calls in for uh, three more times, <laughs> and I can see the transcript. So we got Dane and Snacks up next, but um, we'll probably take a break after that, and then <laughs> I can see the beginning parts of his transcript. It just says no, 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 no. <laughs> 
Oh man, I hate I hate to laugh because he's in agony, but I'm 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 assuming he's doing better now. Dane, what's going on, man? The Dane from Virginia again. I've called way too much today, so I'm use the ones You're that good. are worthy. But I'm gonna guess if we go back and we look at that game and we see when Zach Tom exited the game, we will find out exactly when Jordan Love got bad. It could be as soon as I believe Jordan, Zach Tom left the game. Nick Bosa could just pin his ear back and go over Yash Nyman. And I think that's what did us in. Those last four drives were awful, awful, awful drives by Jordan Love. I mean, he didn't complete anything, I felt. And I'm going to guess it all happened when Zach Tom left. Uh, concussions. Yeah, and it, it might not even directly have to do with Yash Nyman. I mean, it, it, it could be, but it, it could be, you know, uh, Jordan loves lack of trust and maybe a little elevated fear. It could be the coaching staff's fear. Maybe they're starting to use running backs more to, to chip guys or calling different plays or changing concepts just out of complete fear of what is Bosa going to do to this guy. Um, even if, you know, Josh Nyman played a great game, you know, some things like that can completely change the way you're playing. And when you're playing well, changing everything up can be a, a dangerous Thing. I don't know that that's the case, but just to your point, it's entirely possible. Daddy! What's up, Mike? What's up, buddy? Snacks. Uh, well, you know, with all the good, I suppose we gotta kick the bat in and act like men and... Oh, man, that was, that was tough. I really, really, really liked the way that we were playing. Yeah. Uh, breaks here, there. Man, that, that field goal. Love's passes a couple times. I get the whole we won our Super Bowl with Jordan and, you know, how great the team was and everything else. But, gosh, that is one that is going to sting for a minute. I'm not going to throw blame anywhere. This just sucks as a fan and how much fun it was calling in and Screaming to the top of my lungs and listening to everybody else getting stoked and uh, I really wanted that ride to continue and that's a bummer. Good part is is we you know we're shaped up to have many more, but the thing about football is as we all have come to know being Packers fans forever, nothing is ever guaranteed. Right. And next year us winning thirteen games or whatever else, like <laughs> Maybe. Whew, man. Gosh, that's a kick in the kick in the gut. Anyway, uh, I've had so much fun just screaming to the mountaintops with you all. And I feel like we actually made a difference and tried to march as a group. So nice work, packing that crew and Brian. Good on you, buddy. Good on you. Man, that stings. All right, we'll march again. We got, we're still marching over here, Snacks, and uh, we're doing all right. We're dipping our toe in the water a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it is a little bit of a dead period, I know, and a lot of people don't want to turn their attention to, like, the draft this early on or whatever. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's taking place right now. For example, the Senior Bowl, you know, the Packers, it's funny when you look back, how many guys that they draft and it's like, who the heck is that? And it's like, Oh, you mean that guy who his name blew up for a week because he dominated the senior bowl and then everybody forgot about him. 
yeah, that's who the Packers drafted. Um, that's that's a that's a real relevant thing to pay attention to is guys that kind of tear that up. Um, you know, I mean, it's it just I, I don't I I I don't know. Again, I understand being upset, um, but I guess I've just and I'm talking to people still on Saturday night. So obviously they're at their complete lowest. I was not handling things well Saturday night, but just saying from where I'm at right now. I have been able to, especially with this podcast, um, obviously I'm forced to do it, but it has really caused me to just appreciate football in its entirety. I mean, think about it. Even during the season, most of the time when we're talking, it's not during a football game. Aside from the live streams that we did just the last couple of weeks, that's not ever really when we conversed. It was all speculation. It was it was what if and you know, look how good this guy's been. And, you know, what if he continues like that? I mean, it's 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 essentially the same thing as the offseason. It's speculation and excitement about what could be, what might be. And the other thing that really sucks about this is that, you know, you can't speculate about the near-term future. You're speculating now a little bit more about the long-term future. But that, for me, has become what's exciting about football. It's just, it's appreciating your team, getting exciting about your, excited about your team, cheering for your team. Um, studying the team, projecting, fighting with other fan bases about stuff, arguing about nonsense, and none of that really has to change. I think for some people, it's just a matter of when the season ends, there's just this hard shutoff switch in their brain that says, you know, it doesn't make, you know, now it's like pretendy time, whereas before it was serious time. It's like, no, it's always been pretendy time. You think anything we talk about on a Wednesday is real? Bro, it's all pretendy time. This is grown men freaking playing tea party. Okay, we're all just pretending we're we're football analysts and football players and we're 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 crunching the tape and we're stat analyst wizards and you know people that got solid C's and math are now math geniuses and you know it's like we don't know what we're doing. We're just having fun. You know all I'm saying is that same fun that we had on a, a random Wednesday, we can have Monday through Friday, today, tomorrow and through the rest of the 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 off season and really there's only in my opinion there's only about one month of genuine dead season and it's like the month prior to when the players show up for training camp it just goes wildly dead right now heck no dude we are in the throw we've got still playoff football super bowl and the draft are in full swing right now plus you've got coaching stuff going on you've got all these, I mean, Matt LaFleur already is getting grilled on Joe Barry, and there's all these speculating things swirling about apparently Joe Barry's not, his contract's not expiring, and that's just something that somebody made up and we all ran with it and nobody thought to check it. <laughs> like, okay. So, as always, fan, how you want a fan? I'm just going to keep being a pack dork 24 7. I've done it now for, what, seven years, which is just stupid to even think about. Yeah, this was this. I think this was my seventh season, which means it'll be my seventh off season, my seventh draft, and uh, speculating about my eighth Packers season, and I'm excited about it. You know why? Because I'm excited about the day that I can do this when I'm fifty and sixty and freaking seventy, and as long as I got my brain, I want to do it until I'm eighty, and I want to be excited about that quarterback. And he's probably going to be a piece of crap, but you know what? Who cares? Well, I probably will because I'll be a crotchety old man. And at that point, everyone's going to be like, I remember when he used to be a nice guy. (laughs) He's a piece of crap. We're in this for the long haul. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with some 
No, 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 from Chris from Alabama. No, 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 no. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. And good season. Go, Pat, go. Damn. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. The future is bright. This one kind of stung a little bit. Go, Pat, go, man. See y'all next year. We'll be here. We ain't going nowhere. Guaranteed. We not going anywhere. We here. Green Bay is here. And we ain't going nowhere. The third era of dominant quarterback play has officially begun. Style to the squad, man. Love y'all, and I'm proud of y'all. Go, Pat, go. Well, it's the other cool thing about it, too, is, you know, it's going to be a very unique offseason in that we're not going to be speculating about how, you know, th- this is the end of an era and the Packers are not going to be very good and all this stuff. It's now... I mean, I just, I'm looking forward to the gushing. We got to let the dust settle a little bit. Um, and we'll see. I mean, there's already, I saw, what's that freaking moron? I don't know. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but um, Carlton or Carlson or something show. I don't know. But he was talking about how they shouldn't pay Jordan Love because he threw that game losing interception. And because of the team record, it's like, you're just a freaking moron. How do these people get TV shows? I don't know. Maybe, again, that's why I didn't want it to end with a pick because everybody is such a complete freaking moron. This is how their memories work and that this is what they're going to remember. But I think there's going to be a, a huge shift in, you know, again, the way Gutekunst is portrayed, the way Matt LaFleur is portrayed, the way Jordan Love has been portrayed, the way the organization is portrayed. And I am excited about it. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? It's Chris from Alabama again. What's up? I don't even know why I'm calling back. I just want to call back. I'm about to say the same thing I just said. In the first two calls or three calls or how many calls I had. Man. Man, the game, man, the game just got over, man. Well, the game been over, actually. The game, it's like 1140 or something. And my wife want me to come to bed and I'm, don't want to go to sleep because I'm just, I'm just sitting up here and I'm just sitting up here, man. <laughs> man, man, I'm, 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 I'm hurt, bro. Damn, man, I'm hurt because I'm thinking about if Anderson Carson would have made a kick or if Jordan Little would have threw the ball away. I, I can't take myself through this. Man, I'm proud of my team. Man, man, Bert, man, look. We 
overachieved. I get it, man. But it's still kind of just, ooh, it just seemed like somebody punched me in my stomach and I can't breathe. I don't know, man. I don't know why I'm calling, man. I've been drinking too. <laughs> no. And it's kind of, damn, man. Uh, I'm really tired of losing to the 49ers too, man. I'm just sick of losing to them. I'm tired of losing to the 49ers. But you know what, though? I don't think we're going to lose to the 49ers a lot. I don't either. Going forward. I don't either. I agree. I'm thinking all the way back to the third quarter, right? I'm thinking all the way back to the third quarter when Savage was supposed to have, man, Savage, if Savage pitched that ball, man, I'm on my if, and I know it. If if was a fifth, we all be drunk. <laughs> I get it. But if Savage would have picked that ball off, that could have been a PC. That was a pick. And then Andrew Carson missing the field goal. And Jordan Love trying to do just a little bit too much. I ain't, I am not gonna kill him. I'm not gonna kill him because he's trying to win the ball game. It's the, it's the last drive. I get it, man. Yeah. You might have could have thought. We'll get to, uh, part four of the call, but, um, yeah, no, I know. I agree. Maybe that's partially why I'm not as upset because, it just didn't, like I said before, it didn't feel like they were just significantly the better team. The Packers were the better team. It would have been a lot more painful if the 49ers just dominated because it, it would have just kind of fed into that feeling of, like, we just can't beat them. Like, Shanahan's just better than than LaFleur, and they've got us figured out, and we just can't move the ball against them, and our defense can't stop them. It's like, that's not how the game felt at all. The players didn't capitalize on a handful of plays that we know they can make. We know Jordan can make those throws. We know Savage can make that pick because he just did it the week before. Um, we know Andres can make field goals, although we also know that he tends to miss like one a game. Um, we, we know that these opportunities are opportunities that the Packers can and generally do make. And so there's no reason to believe that, oh, see, here we go again. We can't beat the 40. That's not the takeaway from that game. Not for me, it isn't. So if anything, we kind of shattered that, even in a loss, in my opinion. Oh, the carton show. I can see the tab sitting here. I guess I'm a moron. Um, so anyways, here's uh, the final call from Chris from Alabama. I ran out of time. I'm going to make this one short. He couldn't live to fight another down. But it is what it is, man. The young, the young, the youngness, the end, you know, the youth showed itself just then on that show, at, at, on that last round. It is what it is. I love this team, man. I love this team, man. What? I've been I've been rooting for this team since I was a little bitty boy since I was twelve, ninety five. Since I was twelve. I was twelve in nineteen ninety five, man. You know? 
it's a dude from from where I'm from. I'm originally from Mississippi. I stay in Alabama, but I was born and raised in Mississippi. And you got a guy that was from where I was from. And he doing what he was doing. That's that's where I that's where I started with Green Bay. And when he left, I stayed. Yeah. So, you know, I love this team, man. I love this team, man. And I and I'm still here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I get pissed off with the team. And like all of us do, we all get pissed off. That's that's a passion. That that mm-hmm. will come with it. But the future is bright. I'm about to stop rambling, man. I'm I'm in my I I'm in my crying the car mode. But I ain't gonna go cry in the car. That's why I keep calling in. I don't call. I don't know how many calls I'm call. <laughs> go pack, go man. Go. Go, man. We gonna, we gonna get us one. Love gonna get him a, get him a Super Bowl or two, bro. He, him. We got us another quarterback. Ain't no doubt about it, man. And if anybody wanna crucify love for the, for the two picks, tip balls and tip balls, that what happens. And the second one, he was just trying to make a play. I'm not gonna kill him for it, bro. Go pack, go man. Ten in the building with the rest of the crew, and we gonna round, we gonna red shop for the next ten to fifteen years, man. Go pack, go. I talk to y'all later, man. Love y'all, man. I love the pack. Yeah, you mentioned the pain and how it's just kind of a part of being a fan, not not just a Packer fan, but a, a sports fan. I mean, all these calls and, and me and everybody else, we, we sound like Dallas after we beat Dallas. We sound like the Bears after we beat the Bears. We sound like the Vikings after we beat the Vikings. We sound like what the Lions fans are going to sound like next week when the 49ers beat them. We sound like what the 49ers are going to sound like the week after that when they lose again in the Super Bowl. I'm sure we sound like Jaguars fans and, and Dolphins fans and Bills fans. I can't even imagine. Those guys were losing their freaking minds, apparently. It's just what it means to be a fan. Your team ends in defeat almost every time, and you get pissed about it, and you get emotional about it. It's the it's one of the only things guys are allowed to get emotional about is their sports teams. And then um, we eventually get over it, and then we, f- over time, find that like excitement again. We buy back in. We go all in. We get overexcited. We get disappointed, and then we just repeat the cycle over and over again. And once in a and and by the way. This is what makes Super Bowls so special. It's the fact that we go through this every year, and this is the norm, and this is the expectation. This is why when, when the Lions won that playoff game, you saw you know guys, grown men in the stands crying. Packer fans aren't going to cry when they win a playoff game because they're, they're used to it. But you think, you think there's not going to be emotion in Packers fans if and when Jordan Love hoists that trophy? Bro. Bro. And just imagine for a minute if it was next year. Obviously unlikely, but just think about this. The Packers win the Super Bowl. That means in 2025, they win the Super Bowl, right? Because it would be February of the next year. Shortly thereafter, there is a massive Super Bowl parade in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Shortly thereafter, the draft is held in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And then with the 32nd pick, 
we get a Packers legend of some kind. You get Charles Woodson up there. You get maybe like Clay Matthews or whoever. And he goes up there for the 32nd pick. Your Super Bowl champion, Green Bay Packers. And the crowd freaking erupts before they make it. I mean, it's just, I love football, man. It's for stuff like that. But it's because of the pain. That's what makes Super Bowl special. If it if it came a dime a dozen, you think Patriots fans appreciate it? They didn't appreciate Jack squad after a while. Chiefs fans, they're not going to appreciate going to a Super Bowl. I mean, they're going to be happy. Don't make any, any doubt about it. But can you imagine the difference between if the Bills had won a Super Bowl as opposed to the Chiefs? It's it's incalculable. If, if the Chiefs win again, it's just going to be, yeah, that's what we do. Pat Mahomes, baby. Yeah. Another year. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, let's go. It's just, it's just, it's whatever. Or, you know, God forbid if the Lions do win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's going to be, I, I can't even imagine the level of euphoria. feel guilty saying that I, I, I refuse to allow them to feel that amount of joy. But as a Packer fan, I just can't, I can't, I can't allow it. But just understand, think about it from that perspective. All this pain is for a purpose. And the purpose is, when the day comes that the Packers win a Super Bowl, it's going to make it that much sweeter. It all will have been worth it for that moment because it'll help us to appreciate how unbelievably rare and special that really is to be the one team left standing. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.